welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astral curious. I'm also your host for this podcast series. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 103 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. And my goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. All right, let's get into today's episode. Now, today we are talking about finding your life purpose in the astrology chart. And my special guest today is Ruth Connell from Supernatural. Welcome, Ruth. Hi. And I'm just looking at my bookshelf where I have astrology for real life, just there on my bookshelf here in Los Angeles. So it's, so it's nice to talk to you, yeah. It's great to talk to you. And life purpose is such such an interesting topic. And um, I think this is something that a lot of people are always trying to figure out. But before we before we start talking about that and how we get into astrology, so you're on a, a very popular show, it's coming to a close soon. And I'd like to talk for just a second on how the evolution of like witchy things such as tarot and I mean astrology have gotten so big in popular culture. And how it led to your interest in tarot and astrology? Yeah, well, I am—I've um, always said that I was tuned to the moon. I've always felt a bit like that, but it was something that I kind of felt a bit weird about. And I used to feel a bit like, oh, you know, and not 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 really tell people about it. And then I get this role playing this three hundred and sixty-five-year-old Scottish witch on this show, and it kind of gave me a bit more license, you know, to investigate more and and find out a bit more. And I've really noticed a difference. It's been six years. This is my sixth season, and I've really noticed this kind of surge just in programs about witches with witches. I see it as part of a rise of the divine feminine. I see it as part of that. Um, and I think it's just given people license to, to um, talk about more stuff that's always been there. I mean, my great grandmother used to read tea leaves. It was a very normal thing in Scotland. You know, it wasn't seen as weird. It was part of your kind of spiritual animal self to be able to do things like that. That's so interesting because I grew up not in a household where there was tea leaf reading or anything like that, but my mother was very psychic. She had visions. My grandmother had visions and they were farm folk, a lot of farm folks, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm that, from a farm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and my mom, my mom has a very, very healthy um, respect for it. It's not something she would dabble in very much, but she did have, uh, somebody did read her tea leaves um, when she just got engaged and they said to her that she would get married twice, which wasn't a good thing for a 20-something bride to hear. <laughs> uh, but she did say that she was going to have a daughter um, who was going to make a name for herself in the arts. Wow. Yeah, so I've always felt, you know, like, oh, there is something in all of that. And, and I've just gotten into it more and more since I've played Rowena. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm thoroughly fascinated now. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's so fascinating. You know, growing up in a household like I did, I was, it was very natural that I would end up on the path that I'm in. And so, you know, here we are. And through the magic of technology, we are mm -hmm. able to, which is also kind of, when you think about it, kind of witchy, too, that we are able to talk like this. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird. Yeah, and I just was actually thinking, how did I ever first know about you or find you? And I can't even remember or work it out. And I think it was maybe even when I was in London. Yeah. Uh, somehow over the internet or something like that. I can't, can't even remember. Well, I think the internet is super witchy because, again, it's just so weird how we can connect with people from so many different places and learn so much. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, again, what we're going to be talking about today 
is about finding your life purpose. Now, a lot of people, when they come to a tarot reader or astrologer or any kind of person who does the sacred arts, they're really trying to figure out their place in the world. Why am I here? What's my purpose? And astrology has ways of giving you clues. I mean, ultimately, we still have to make our decisions, but it really gives us clues about who we are and where we're going and what our potential is. They call that the promise of the natal chart. And so we are going to use your chart yeah. and we're going to talk about your natal chart and some of the things there about life purpose, but also because you are in the midst right now of change, we're going to look at your transits and your progress chart. And so that way my listeners can get an idea of what to look for in their charts to see yeah. where they're going from here. Because yeah. our destiny does change. It's not always like, this is it. That's all, the only thing you're doing the rest of your life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, progressions are not something I know a lot about. So I'm really interested to learn. Uh, I know I know something about my life purpose is something to do with my midhaven and where that's pointing and my Venus is above that. And I know there's, there's something there where, where it does mean something about the arts being in there. So. so let's start with that. The midheaven is very, very important in the astrology chart because the midheaven always shows where you're going. This is where you're headed. You know, I like to say that the bottom of the chart, which is the the IC, that shows your root. You know, this is where you're from, but the midheaven is our potential. It has a lot to say about, again, where we're going. And you have Gemini on your midheaven. Yeah. Now, Gemini is so interesting on the midheaven because it is the mark of the writer, the communicator. Mm -hmm. It is the person who also has a dual purpose in their career. That means that you have more than one thing that you can do and you can do well. And Venus sitting up there also is about working in the arts. So okay. looking at your chart for me, it was no surprise as an astrologer to see that you chose the, well, maybe the path chose you. <laughs> so tell me about that for a second. Did you choose the path or did it choose you? You know, it, because I always associate Gemini with talking and I've never felt that I was a great talker. And actually one of my purposes this year was I wrote down, I want to become a better communicator. And I, wanted to act because I, 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 there was something about seeing other people's words where I felt more comfortable expressing things through other people's words and really exploring and understanding psychology through playing other people and finding more of myself that way and um, rather than it being about what I've got to say. But um, part of my journey with Supernatural and doing conventions and meeting fans is that I've found my own voice I've, I literally talked more. I used to be so scared of doing interviews and stutter and stammer, and I still do uh, sometimes. But it's, 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 yeah, that's really interesting. And I like the dual purpose thing because I, I do have more than one string to my bow, and we're just trying to work out how to use them, really. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the other thing is, too, with uh, Gemini being up there, it gives you so much versatility. So that means no matter what, you're always able to pivot. And that is really a great skill to have. So yeah. I love that. You know, it's interesting you talk about the shyness too with your Virgo rising. That would make sense for me because Virgo rising is a little more introverted. Mm -hmm. um, and you've got your moon sitting in the 12th house and the moon in the 12th is oh. <laughs> more private. Yes, and hidden. Even for me, sometimes I don't understand. I know I'm feeling something, but I don't really know what it is, you know? And yeah. It's a very big feeling because it's Leo, right? It's quite yes, very big feelings, but I can't quite put a, word, a name to them. Yeah. 
And so maybe that's why you're also comfortable then speaking other people's words, because behind the scenes, you're processing things very, very deeply. So this also, you know, Moon and Leo is very much an actor's moon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the actor's moon. Yeah, right, okay, okay. Oh my God, yes. Well, when you think about it, so the moon is how we express our feelings, and the moon and Leo is about we can express drama. Mm. And when I look at your moon and the Leo in the 12th house, and you mentioned about how you speak other people's words, once again, that aligns so brilliantly with your astrology chart. It's like you are the living example of this chart living your purpose. Yeah, because I never thought of myself, you know, when you're younger and you're around kind of more stagey kids, I was never like the loud singer kid, you know, it wasn't that. But I knew I had this, I mean, really from about the age of nine or 10, like just if I could be something like Judy Dench, my life would have meant something, you know, if I could somehow move people through what I was doing, if, if I could affect people somehow, that would make my life have meant something. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's so interesting too, I have Leo on my midheaven. And you have an early degree mid-heaven just like I do. And I'm also very introverted. And, you know, so I'm very kind of to myself, blah, blah, blah. But what's really weird is if you put a mic in my hand, it's like I come to life. You know, so again, on some level, I know that entertaining people and educating them, because Leo often rules, you know, children and educating, Mm -hmm. is a role that I'm supposed to play. That's it. And when people put a mic in my hand at these conventions, suddenly I'm on stage for an hour talk, like, talking nonstop. I've got that permission and there's a safe space to do it, which has yeah. led to me feeling more like that in life. That's that Gemini Midheaven. Now, there's another thing, too, I want to look at is your son. Mm-hmm. So your son is in Aries. It's also at 29 degrees, which is a critical degree. I mean, this is like, boom, super powerful. And it's sitting in your ninth house. Now the ninth house for people who have been listening to my podcast for a while, that has a lot to do with travel, education and the higher mind. So there's also something here that one of your purposes is that you are here to expand your mind through experiences like travel, through hanging with people from different cultures. You're not meant to just stay in your birthplace and be a housewife. You are here to expand yourself through travel and all these big experiences. That's so true. I, I remember feeling when I was a teenager that if I, would, I felt so trapped. If I, I, I really had that feeling of claustrophobia if I thought I couldn't move from where I was. And I moved to, you know, to Edinburgh, to London, to Los Angeles, and now all around the world. And I love that my friends here have such an eclectic bunch of friends. One's Dutch, you know, so many of my friends are African-American, uh, Cuban, you know, I love that. I absolutely yeah. adore that. And well, I love fans from everywhere. Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. That's absolutely, go ahead, sorry. Brazil, you know, like I, I have the best, one of the best responses I've ever had was, it was in Brazil, you know, mm-hmm. like it's incredible to, to experience that. Absolutely. But that doesn't surprise me when I look at your chart, because as soon as I see that sun also, sun is very important about our purpose. And the sun in the ninth house uh, oftentimes means success and acclaim comes in foreign lands. I say that because especially with my accent, because everyone says here, Americans are so uh, generous, I, I found, especially if you do have a, an accent and they'll say, I love your voice, I love your accent. And I'm like, well, I had to come 5,000 miles away to be appreciated. And I've worked more as a Scottish person here, like doing a, I do the voice match for Merida and Brave. 
and on television here. And I always thought I was going to have to change my voice or change my accent. Not with that sun and the, and also Mercury is in the ninth house too. Now Mercury is about communicating. It is about expressing ourselves. And Mercury and Taurus people always have beautiful voices and you do have a beautiful voice. And so sitting in that ninth house right next to that sun, um, they're almost conjunct. Uh, so even though they're in different signs, this is also, again, there's all this energy around expressing yourself and expressing yourself in foreign cultures is actually really, really what you're supposed to be doing. Good to know. <laughs> you're in the right place. <laughs> you are. And now the other thing I like to look at are the nodes and nodes can tell a lot about karma. And the more there's two nodes for people who are listening, I've talked about nodes in a previous, um, podcast, the North node and the South node, the North node is also known as the dragon's head. And the South node is the um, dragon's tail. Now the South node is where we're very comfortable. It's where we're easy. It's the easy place for us to go, but we always want to go to our North node in order to grow. And so your North node is in Sagittarius and it sits in your fourth house. And that means that one of the things here is that through your upbringing, you are here to learn how to listen to people that there's something about learning how to listen because that South node in Gemini in the 10th house, once again, it's mm. easy to express mm. those ideas. It's easy to express yourself in the public realm. Once again, it's the writer's mark. It is the uh, mark of the actress, but that North node in your fourth house, it's like, okay, there's something about early life. That's teaching you a lot about how to listen deeply. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, I kind of, I, when I get with somebody, I what I what I'm doing is I'm kind of feeling them. Maybe not, <laughs> but I, you know I, I do remember. But I'm very much um, picking up on the essence of people, and not everyone. You know, it's, it's sometimes a bit heavy. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily just kind of you know light or easy. Um, I, I don't do sh- shallow very well. I don't think. Does that, does that make sense? That makes total sense. And also you've got Neptune in the fourth house and you're part of fortune. So there is something about your early upbringing that really has deeply impacted maybe the way you're showing up in the world now. Well, I, absolutely. Um, I think I, I had, I'm, I'm, I love my family. I'm very lucky. I Also, there was a lot of intensity uh, around when I was younger, some quite extreme things quite extreme difficulties and, and feelings going on and and I did I think I just observed I did we would observe and was quite a quiet child in that way and taking it all in yeah I'm interested I, I've done quite a lot of healing work and I I do have a counseling qualification I I did my other job for a little while was to try to help people move forwards in their lives and I have a mentor Maria Nemeth and, and a, another healer uh, um, Terry in South Africa who might have Therese she's another Teresa she might have been the one that told me about you uh, and a woman called Erica that I work with I'm very interested in healing uh, healing work and and how to move forward and, and to really understand ourselves I'm really interested in that kind of wisdom that's awesome so let's talk about destinies changing because destinies do change and they can change and they often you know we are not I look back at where I was 20 years ago even though I'm doing the same profession, 
a lot of things have changed. You know, now I've moved more into mm-hmm. the role of an author. So everything in my life has changed. And when I look at my own astrology charts, I'm like, of course, mm-hmm. that is what you're supposed to be doing right now. So I want to talk first of all about the transits that are happening because supernatural is coming to a close. You've got a lot of other things that are going to be opening up for you. And so I have your transit chart for today. And interestingly, we have the moon in Gemini today, which is the perfect time for having a discussion <laughs> um, like this. And so what we want to do is we are going to first look at what is happening with some of the big, heavy hitting planets. And I'm talking Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto. Those are the planets that a lot of, you know, a lot of tarot readers, they look at them or astrologers and we're like, oh my God, these are heavy planets. Well, Jupiter is actually really nice. So I like looking at those in our transits to see what might be changing. Now, your fifth house is lit up with Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter, and as of today, Mars. The fifth house is all about creativity. Hmm. So you have entered, and also here's the thing for people to listen who are listening. They're going to be in there for quite some time, except Jupiter and Mars. Jupiter and Mars are going to be out of there sooner, but Pluto's going to be in there for a very long time. And so your creativity is probably going to be going through many transformations. You might be moving into lots of different ways of expressing yourself. So do you have, and of course, I'm going to say also, we're going to come back to the North Node. The North Node is now sitting in your 10th house. We'll come back to that. But that big lit up fifth house is telling me that you're probably going to have a lot of new ways to be expressing your creativity. Yeah, I've got a couple of nice little uh, things coming up, like a play reading of Heretics in New York and a a reading of Macbeth, some nice things, a little bit more filming. um, I'm super keen that I have a, a, a big acting job, something really important. Like I want to, I want to continue with my craft I want to do something at you know a, a higher level more and so I'm honestly a little bit afraid of hearing like there's writing and other things to do because um I, I'm a little bit afraid of it because I, I haven't really focused on doing those other things and I you know uh, and uh yeah so I'd, I'd like to hear what you what well you I will say first of all what I when I do astrology with someone is be prepared not scared Okay. That's so the first big thing I say, never, ever be scared. The planets are showing the potential and they're showing what is possible. So when Saturn goes through the fifth house, and I have Saturn in my fifth house natally, people who have Saturn in the fifth house, when they are disciplined, they can take their craft to whatever level they want. And for you as actor, writer, or, you know, basically anything that you feel you want to create right now, you have the ability to really knuckle down, to get serious and to be prolific. And Pluto, Pluto, in my opinion, loves being in that fifth house because Pluto is always about tearing things down, rebuilding things, doing things different, differently. Pluto is a really intense, brilliant planet, in my opinion. And so Pluto in the fifth house can indicate you might find yourself ending up in new roles that really challenge you in a meaty way. That would be awesome. Oh my God, it's perfect for that. And here comes Jupiter, and Jupiter is a planet of expansion. And Jupiter, is going to be here for about a year. And so Jupiter is also going to give you the opportunity to expand your creativity in new ways. So I think that this could be opening up new roles for you that could really be challenging, that could be require a lot of discipline, that could be also taking you into new places in your career that you've never gone before. 
Yeah, and I I do think um, there's a lot of usefulness in in creating your own show and creating your own work. And I did it before when I made a theatre company because I wanted to move myself forward and employ myself. Mm-hmm. And so I that it was a great experience, but it was a lot of responsibility. And I do think I I, I think I, I you know there is uh, potential for me to create something and make something. I'm just um I haven't um I haven't dared really try yet. When you've got time, those planets are going to be there for some time. Okay. And the fifth house is also one of the hidden fame houses. Oftentimes people think the 10th house is the only house about fame. But the fifth house also gives us an opportunity to have fame too. And so you might find also that maybe some of the new roles that are opening up for you, or even like writing that you're doing, might be opening up to new audiences. Audiences that you have not reached yet. Yeah, that's, that's what I want. That would be that yeah. would be. T- now, also, uh, let's talk about the North Node. So the North Node, the transiting one, as of this conversation that we're having here, is in your 10th house. It's in the career. And it's in Cancer now. Mm-hmm. Now, the North Node in Cancer does give us the ability to get in touch with our feelings, but also to get in touch with the feelings of the public and what they want. Mm-hmm. So this is also really good for having yourself out there more, being yeah. visible, being seen, connecting with your fans, all of those things are really great for you to be doing at this time. Okay, that's good to know. And with the creativity in the fifth house, um, I'm thinking about family and things like that. Is that a different different type of creativity? Would that be in a different house? If If you want to create a family now. Also, that would be the other thing. Oh, yeah, I should probably mention to people, the fifth house can be our creativity, like our career. And by the way, when we talk life purpose, for, for folks who are listening, life purpose isn't just about your vocation. So I just want to make sure that we are clear on that. It's not about what you do. Sometimes it's about how we show up in the world. It's about the things we learn, our own karma, whatever. The fifth house isn't just about creativity like I'm going to be an artist or I'm going to be a writer. It could also mean creating a family because this is our children. Mm -hmm. So the other thing you want to think about with these heavy planets here, what do I want to give birth to? Mm -hmm. And Jupiter is a great transit if you are trying to give birth to something new, whether it be a new project or a child, you know, all of those things are favorite when Jupiter goes to the fifth house. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, my daughter actually has Jupiter going through the fifth house next year. Um, so there may or may not be a grandchild. We'll see, but there's been rumors that maybe it'll happen. So oh, we'll see. I, hope so. <laughs> I do too. We'll see. But anyhow, that is another thing that that fifth house can mean. And also with Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto, if you are thinking of working with children also, like with maybe teaching acting, those are other, other things that you could be doing with those planets. Okay. Now let's talk about progressions. Right. I love looking at progress charts. Now let me get your progress chart here. So give me a second. Uh, for people who are listening, I am using a software because that takes all the guesswork out of it. So I don't have to do any of the dirty work, the calculations by hand, like I used to have to do in the old days before this wonderful magical internet. So progressions, and I wrote about this in my book, uh, Astrology for Real Life, a progress chart, uh, secondary progressions are what we're talking about. Uh, They're also merely called progressions. Um, So they're a method called, we use a method called day for a year. And here's how it works. For each day of your life after your birth represents a year of your life. And so, like, for example, if I'm like, you know, 10 years old, I go ahead 10 years. 
And so we move everything ahead by the year of the birth, and that's how we end up finding where your progress chart is. And it, it also, the main thing I like to look at are the sun and the moon. So I, I hope I'm being really succinct in the way I'm saying it. Um, progress charts are a way of seeing who you're becoming. Mm-hmm. That's a really great way to say it. It's how we're progressing as humans. Mm-hmm. And your progressed chart is showing two different things that really stand out. Your sun is lighting up your 10th house. So this is really, really good. I mean, this is all about your career and it's going to be there for a long time. A mm-hmm. long, let me emphasize something. <laughs> it only hit your 10th house about two years ago. You know, and that's what, when I had that one reading, like in 2012, that's what they said. They said this time was going to come in. It wasn't meant to happen before now because I, I got the show at a point where a lot of actresses are thinking of retiring. And that's when I really started. Yep. Right. It's interesting because when my um, son progressed into my, and I'm a, a lot older than you, but when it hit into my 10th house, uh, it was so interesting because so many things started happening for me with my career. And I've been at my game for a long time. I've been working in my industry 30 years. So I was a late bloomer. You know, yeah. So anyhow, um, the sun just entered. I mean, it just entered your 10th house. So you've got about a good 30 years. All right. <laughs> 30 <laughs> years. That's the Judy Dench thing then. <laughs> if you want to become Judy Dench, you've got a long time to really get your Judy Dench happening because this is your time to shine. Also, Mercury is floating in there too. So this is your time to write. This is your time to express yourself. And that's going to be there also for a long time. So I love seeing that because this is basically saying in the last two years, you really started coming into your your stride. Mm-hmm. And you've got a good 30 years of this. Right? <laughs> How amazing that is. Now here's the other really interesting thing. So your moon um, entered your house, uh, your eighth house, which is about, uh, it's about um, the psychic stuff. Mm. The eighth house rules, you know, sex and death and intuition and all those things. And the moon is super, super psychic. So it also has something to say that this is a time in your life, it's going to be there for a long time too. This Mm. is a time in your life where um, you can really explore your passions. You can bring more passion into your life. It's a really good time for intimacy, working on intimacy, and also working on the mystical side of life. That's actually, that's interesting you say that because there is something going on in my personal life where I wouldn't say too much. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, and I, and I, I don't mean that, I, I do mean, you know, uh, it's fun, but also there is a, a deepening um, conscious exploration um, going on. So that's interesting. Well, here's the other interesting thing. So that moon is making a perfect aspect to your natal Neptune. And Neptune is all about mystical stuff. I mean, this is like the most psychic, mystical time of your life. So (laughs) it's like right now is magic. Your life is like really magical right now. And I love that. Yeah, and I'm spending, I've had a little bit of time off. I've spent more time kind of, I've got my vision board up. And I mean, honestly, where I'm from, like I would never have dared to say I had a vision board. But now I'm in Los Angeles, I have it up in the kitchen. <laughs> but I've spent a lot more time going inwards and writing things out and feeling into what I want and spending as much time as, on that as I have efforting 
about action. You know, I think it's important. Yeah, to go to the cocoon. Uh Mm -hmm. And also the thing to know about that moon, at some point, that moon, and it's going to be a little while before it, it hits your natal moon. But when it starts making a trine to your natal moon, which will probably be maybe a year or two down the road, that's also going to be opening you up to a lot of new creative opportunities. Awesome. Things that might come out of the blue. Yeah. So there's a lot going on here. So what I see, if I had to look at everything that in a nutshell, is that you are absolutely here to express yourself. You're here to write. You're here to be um, speaking. You are here to be a public figure. Um, you are here to be in the creative arts. These are all things that you are meant to be doing. And right now you are coming into a time for the next couple of years that's going to be intensely creative. Um, and it's also going to be very mystical. And your progress chart shows you're also just hitting your stride in your career. I, so, I, I, I love that. I, I'm, I'm sort of scared to ask this question. Uh, because it's all so positive. Um, are there things I should look out for along the way? Always things to look out for. So if we look at the transits, so let's start with those first. Well, let's just go to your natal chart first. Because I'm always one of those people, I like to say, prepared, not scared. So when I look at your natal chart, what are the things we want to look on? Well, we first of all, we always look at Saturn. What is Saturn doing? And your Saturn is in the 11th house, which actually is accidentally dignified because Saturn, um, without talking astrobabble, um, Saturn is one of the rulers of Aquarius and the 11th house is associated with Aquarius. So Saturn here in Cancer can indicate, you know, that your friendships are going to be very deep, very important. And it's just important to make sure that you have friendships that are healthy with healthy boundaries. Yes, you know, okay. In my opinion, it's not a negative placement, but Saturn, we always want to make sure we're bringing awareness to that house. Mm-hmm. So your friendships, your group activities, who you consider your chosen family, you want to make sure that you're choosing people that are healthy for you. That would be the number one big thing I see in your astrology chart. And um, you also have two T-squares, just like I do. I've got T-squares all over the place. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, astrologers, here's the interesting thing. A lot of astrologers say, oh, T-squares, they're terrible. But oftentimes, T-squares are the most successful people because they feel driven by something. Mm -hmm. And so it depends always what you do with your chart. And you've got a T-square hitting that Saturn. So once again, your connections to people, your friendships, who you call your chosen family, that's going to be very important. You want healthy, healthy friendships. That's going to be a big one. Also, the other one is hitting your Mars, and your Mars is in your house of relationships. So for you, the most important thing that you need to be aware of are your relationships. Mm -hmm. Relationships are everything, and they need to be healthy. And as Mm -hmm. long as you are choosing healthy relationships or choosing to show up in a healthy way, we're golden. Yeah, Those are the big things to work on, um, in my opinion. Now, if we look at the transits, and, you know, again, I'm looking at that big stellium in the fifth house of creati- creativity, the biggest thing is to get to work on your creative stuff. Okay. And that means you need to be making, you need to be reaching out, you need to be going for the things that are really exciting for you. I would say if this was my chart and I was in your profession, I would be making sure that my agent is really working for me. And doing their job to get me the cool stuff. Yeah, I've just got a great new agent in London, and it, it feels so brilliant because I, I, I had honestly a, a few in a row that were that those boundaries that you're talking yep. about were not okay. 
Like yeah. I, some stuff that I, you know, you could write in a book, you know, like, like this, ha- I can't believe you know, they said this to me in Hollywood. It's one of those, you know, like, no, not me two things, but you know, like just not healthy kind of power yeah. play, things like that. So I feel like I, I suddenly, I finally got something really good um, with that. Yeah, that's important. And that's the big thing that I would be saying right now. It's just make sure that for your creative work, you have a good agent that's really going to help you to be getting the opportunities that make you excited. You know, the one thing you don't want to do is be complacent and say, well, I just hope they do something to me. You've got a for me. You really want to make sure with your chart right now in order to get to the full potential that your agent and your people are working for you. Yep. And I'm trying to find someone here in America. I don't actually have someone I've got, you have different agents for different things and it's of course we have one here and that's my kind of job just now, but trying to work out how to do that. And, that would be the most important thing I would say. Okay. Don't be a solo agent. Make sure you have someone working for you. Okay. And then if we look at your progress chart, because I love progress charts, I'm also interested in progress charts. You know, I look at mine, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I've got this window now of stuff that I need. I'm going to tell you right now, the most important thing is get in touch with your spiritual side. Make sure you are writing. And the other thing is what I want to look at is what's going on right now with um, if your sun is touching down on anything or if your moon is touching down and they're not making any negative aspects. So your progress chart is really saying, listen, we're pretty good to go right now. (laughs) Work with the mystical side and keep on putting yourself out there and write and belong to the public and connect with your public. Don't shy away. Don't like be an introvert right now. And I see I love all the mystical stuff so much, but it always feels like a treat. And it's sort of uh, because it's just genuinely what I'm interested in. Um, and it's, but I see with what you're saying, maybe it's not so much a luxury or a treat, but actually something that's important. I think it's very important. Yeah. And also, let me just talk to you about your natal chart. Your natal chart, um, you have Jupiter in your eighth house. Now, people who have Jupiter in the eighth house, they have a natural connection to the divine, to their intuition. These are people who are really tuned in. They're plugged in. And Jupiter is always our gifts. It's our places where we can be expansive. And anything around sex and death and intimacy and intuition uh, and all those witchy things, you've got Jupiter there. So that is, I've got Jupiter there too. Oh, fun. And I, find, I think that's sometimes, maybe that's why I play Rowena. Yes. <laughs> she's a witch and she's sexy and all, you know, she's a lot, she's a much, much more exaggerated version. Yeah. But she's a lot of fun to play, you know. Yeah, but that makes sense. I mean, that is, you've got the perfect chart for that character. Mm-hmm. When you think about it astrologically, I mean, Jupiter and it's, it's, you know, Jupiter's again, where are we expanding? Well, it's in your eighth house. And it's all about, you know, angels and the divine and everything else. Yeah. You know, the show's all about that, yeah. That's fine. Absolutely. And also the thing to know in your progress chart, your natal, uh, your progress Jupiter is making a beautiful trine to your natal moon. So again, the opportunity to expand your intuition, to heal your subconscious, mm-hmm. all of those things are happening right now for you. So keep on doing the mystical work. Keep on doing the healing work. Keep on connecting with your fans. Write, 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 write. Write some more. Okay. That's what my advice. Thank you so much. That's fantastic. Well, I thank you for speaking with me today about this life purpose stuff. And I hope people who are listening 
are going to use some of the things that we've talked about, maybe to go play around with their charts and to start thinking about what is my life purpose and how is it changing? And what do I need to know about playing around with that progressed chart? So thank you so much for chatting with me about this. Just to anybody who's listening who watches Supernatural, Teresa is fantastic. And I hope you can go to our website and make yourself a little appointment for a reading or because you've been so helpful to me um, in the past. So thank you very much for doing this. Oh, thank you so much. And where can people find you? Where can they keep in touch with everything you're doing? So I'm, all, I'm on Instagram a lot now. And I think it's Ruthie underscore Connell, Twitter, something similar. And yeah, that's about it really. And what about yourself? Well, people can find me on Instagram at the Tarot Lady. I'm spending more time there these days than any of these other social media platforms. So I always see you there. And I love, love, love watching your feed and all the cool things you're doing. So it's so cool. Thanks. I look forward to reposting this and getting out of there. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, people. Well, that is all for today's episode. And I hope you enjoyed this and learned a lot. Uh, and if you do enjoy the show, I would love it if you would go over to iTunes and just leave a kind review because that helps more people discover the show and learn about astrology. And of course, I appreciate you so much. And remember, for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes, and so much more. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're the driver's seat. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss, and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.